This is Deion Dawkins, man, and you're listening to The Scoop on OwlScoop.com. You already know. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Scoop, OwlScoop.com's podcast, Season 7, Episode 36. Perhaps we'll call this the Brian Westbrook episode. The, I prefer to call it the graduation episode, but Brian Westbrook works just as well. Yeah, we could have both because we do have two college graduates here on, on the podcast, uh, along with along with us two. What's that? Oh, I, only okay. two I am sorry. Yes, graduates I am. On the podcast. <laughs> John, John did not I graduate. John DiCarlo, a, a college graduate, but not the show's not about me, guys. Joining me today on the scoop. Sam Cohn, Dante Colonelli, who graduated this week from Temple University's Klein College of Media and Communication. So a little round of applause for you guys. Congratulations to you both. Woo. How are you feeling? Fantastic. It, it's weird. It's very strange. Uh, we're officially alumni. I have my little Temple alumni pin around here. They gave us little pins as we walked on stage. Um, For those of you who cannot see us on Zoom, which is everybody, uh, <laughs> Sam is holding up a little pin to the screen. It's uh, says Temple, just beautiful alumni. Yes, um, they are already poaching us for money, which we don't have to give them. And uh, fortunately, Dante and I were four people apart ish. Yeah, okay. like I was wondering people. wondering about that. Yeah, they we were, were like three close. people. Yeah, there were three people between us. We were. The way the line worked out is we were both on opposite ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we went up to the front, uh, like when our row stood up to go to to get in line on the ramp for them to like call our names, um, we were right near each other. So we were That's tapping cute. the side. I'll yes, scoop we first were. everybody as we, were, as we horrible. were about to cross the stage. It was fun. That's glorious. Dante, your thoughts on being a college graduate? It feels weird. I, I've never, I never liked school, so I'm, I'm happy about not being a student anymore. No, it's true. Like I'm not good at it, so it's it's always been a very a nuisance to me. Um, but I am happy. Dante, to you took my sports writing class. I can confirm. <laughs> well, I'm good at very specific things. Um, but you know, it, it feels. I have a very weird. specific set of skills. Yes, it is writing stories about rock climbing club. Can you say for a very vital specific, project? You say a very specific set of skills. Can you say it in the in the Taken? Um, and not no, Liam Neeson's voice. I can't do a good Liam Neeson impression. I feel like that's where you come in. Oh yeah, because I'm always doing Liam Neeson impersonations <laughs> with you. <laughs> I will find you <laughs> and I, I will kill you. <laughs> you should hear oh. him do it. Uh, you should hear Seth MacFarlane do it as Kermit the Frog. It's uh, it's very, very entertaining. Oh my God. Anyway, we don't want to get too far off track. Dante, back to you. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say it, it feels really weird. I have really like nothing to do. I don't have a job. I don't, I'm not a student. I am just like vibing you know it's just like very <laughs> it's just very very odd I've, I've never had i haven't can't remember the last time i had this little responsibility in any way shape or form it's just very very odd to have my entire day um you know because i was like oh what time am i gonna get up tomorrow and it's like it doesn't matter who the hell cares like you know like stuff like that is like very new to me so yeah i don't just know it's just weird. kick just back vibes. kick your feet up watch uh 
watch the Sixers disappoint you in game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals tonight, despite the imminent return of one Joel Embiid, maybe. They think. They think. We'll see. Speaking of big men, how's this for a segue? Wow. Got some potential Temple basketball recruiting news for you guys. And this is one of the reasons why you tune into the scoop, right? For, for the latest and greatest information. So uh, more so the segues, but that too. The segues as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things really, but right now we're going to go with this, this, this great, fantastic, magnificent segue into some uh, recruiting updates here. So uh, as you know, Temple's been very active uh, in the transfer portal uh, this week. They hosted Max Edwards from Kansas state on an official visit along with Jamil Reynolds from UCF. Um, it sounds like things are headed in the direction he has not announced yet, uh, but we have reason to believe that eventually you are going to hear that UCF big man Jamil Reynolds is eventually going to announce his commitment uh, to Temple, uh, which would be a good thing for the house. Um, statistically, he's not going to blow you away, but he's you know about 6'11". Right now, I've been told he's up at like 285, and they want to, uh, I think, any who any – Regardless of where he plays, I think any staff would want to see him get his weight down to around 260. But um, here's a guy who had some pretty decent offers uh, coming out of uh, Lakewood High School in St. Petersburg. At one point during his recruitment, he had offers from programs like Kansas State, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Miami was in the mix at one point. Uh, but I think that there are some people in the college basketball world who see him as a really skilled guy um, who could really help. You know, the skill is there. Uh, just needs to get in shape. So in his two seasons at UCF, played in 45 games, he had 13 starts, averaged uh, 4.1 points, 2.4 rebounds uh, on almost uh, 49% shooting. So um, he'd have three seasons of eligibility remaining. So um, you would add him, if you're Temple, you'd add him uh, to front court, um, you know, including uh, Cord Jonkic from Northern Colorado, um, and it sounds like from people we've talked to, the Temple could be in pretty good shape with Max Edwards and RJ Lewis Jr. Um, so that would at least this week and last week in terms of visits, if they wrap everything up, that would make them three for three in terms of uh, transfer portal additions. We'll see. But it sounds like uh, as of now, as we're recording this again, nothing is official yet. But it sounds like things are headed in that direction where Temple could be expecting uh, a verbal commitment from Jamil Reynolds. So, um, Sam, I'll, I'll toss this over to you first. I mean, Aaron talks a lot about, has talked a lot about, you know, we want to be able to play inside out. And they haven't been able to play inside out because they really haven't had the ability or the, or the personnel to do it. You know, every once in a while during his career, someone like Jake Forrester would show some brief ability, be able to post up, but he, just wasn't good at passing out of out of double teams or even just being able to pass out of the post period um he's leaving via the transfer portal uh we know about the versatile skill set of someone like nick jordan uh, and he still has to develop but let's say high end that you know jamil reynolds and we, we saw him a little bit you know during his career at ucf and has some skill and has that ability if he if you get a six foot 11 260 pound jameel reynolds with the skill set uh that people think he has you know what does that do for this team if they get a player like him so two things about him just to preface before the question is the most impressive thing of, about jameel reynolds to me is that he came into college uh he were committed to ucf at about 285 and played this past season at around 230 
Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Um, now you mentioned you heard he's he's kind of he's back up around 280. Um, what is he, 6'10? 6'11, about 6'10, 6'11, 280s. Could play offensive line for Stan Drayton if you really wanted to. <laughs> but it's all of a did we, and after that, <laughs> talk to Dante about the type of left tackle or right tackle that he would be. Exactly. Unless you want like a six foot 11 center, which would be really intriguing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dante's eyes just perked up. Yes. But anyway, uh, the other thing that I think really sticks out to me when we think about the guys that they've been able to bring into the portal just the last two years, Sage Tolbert took a step up from SEMO. Corey uh, Yankuch is taking a step up from Northern Colorado. This is a guy who has legitimate experience. I'm going to call it. I mean, he didn't play a ton, but he played in almost every game. Uh, legitimate experience playing in the American. So having that experience, I think will go a long way. He's um, he's used to banging bodies. Uh, you know, he's used to playing in this conference. He understands kind of the landscape of the conference, I think in some capacity, two seasons at UCF. Uh, but more to your question uh, from the little that I feel like we've seen of him or I've seen of him. Uh, he can, he's got a really nice touch around the rim. Um, I would argue just again, from the small sample size, it looks like, He's got a better touch than Jake Forrester. He's got a better touch than Sage Tolbert. So he can finish around the rim well. He can push guys around down low to create like kind of an extra inch of separation, you know, hit somebody and then kind of fade into a shot or, or go up into a shot and draw a foul, whatever. Uh, he's taken a hand. He's not allergic to taking a jump shot from eight feet plus. Uh, that was kind of Jake Forrester where there was always the conversation of, does he end up expanding his game? Does he try to stay inside? Um I'm not going to say Jamil's would, if, you know, if he comes to Temple would come in and, and start firing threes or start firing 15 footers with any kind of consistency, but to be able to have that in his bag, to be able to have that in his repertoire uh, at least goes a long way. So I, I think if, if he's always chalked up to be, I mean, a lot of people have said a lot of good things about his potential and his ceiling. If he can cut weight, if he can continue to, you know, gain muscle mass, I guess, like if he turns that weight into, and gets stronger or whatever comes into Temple I think he could be a legitimate, um, you know, a legitimate piece in that front court. And that's kind of what they need. Yeah. In his last game in a UCF uniform, which was in the conference tournament, they lost 85 69 to Memphis. So he came off the bench in that game, played 21 minutes, two of two from the floor, uh, five rebounds, three on the offensive end, uh, two of four from the line, ended up scoring six points, a steal and a block and a turnover. So, um, do I have the context for all those stats? I don't, I can't say I saw that game, but those were his, those were his final numbers there, but um, an intriguing piece for them. If it, again, if it is indeed headed in that direction, we have uh, reason to believe that it is um, that's a, that's a second front court piece for you there. And all along we were hearing from people we had talked to that they wanted to add two bigs, one that was a little bit older uh, who could step in and play right away. One that had some, a defensive presence to him, uh, some shot blocking presence to him, and then a younger, more developmental guy. And if that is the way it plays out here, I th- it seems like, you know, uh, we don't have access, of course, to their actual recruiting board, but, you know, uh, Korjankovic would maybe be that older guy that's going to play right away uh, with one season of eligibility left. And it's not to say that it's not to say that Jamil Reynolds couldn't play right away as well, but so if they add him and and his commitment is indeed imminent, then you've got your two, um, you got your two bigs right there. Um, and then of course it will be intriguing to see, you know, to see them add uh, a player like Max Edwards who didn't play uh, redshirt this year at Kansas state. Um, 
think I said on a previous pod, I, I maybe I'm making this up. I, I don't know if I said this or if I just said it to you guys kind of, um, if you're a, a longtime Temple fan, like his body type might remind you of like Mark Karcher, who's like 6'5", 220. RJ Luis Jr. Uh, again, you can they've been they've been recruiting RJ for a while. Sam talked to him, uh, God, probably a month, month and a half ago, right? Yeah, about hoping to try to connect with him now that he's back from his official visit. Hoping to try to connect with him in the coming days too. Yeah, a, a guy that you know, a, a few people I, I've talked to have seen him play. Uh, uh, people in the you know in the scouting industry really like him. Think he has a chance to be a pretty good player. Um, you know, a guy that can shoot it, guy with good length and athleticism. You know, he had visited St. Bonaventure prior to, to, to visiting Temple. So, uh, again, a decision from both those guys could also be imminent. I think you would hear something on uh, on Jamil Reynolds first before you hear something uh, from these guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like things are starting to, to pick up. I think, you know, at the start of, you know, when guys were hitting the portal, you know, fans are saying to us, what's going on, what's going on. They're getting lapped by these other programs. And I think we've said on a few occasions, you know, obviously if you can get somebody right away, it's great. But in, in other days, other weeks, other occasions, it's kind of like playing the long game because you never know who's going to, you know, who's going to pop up and um, who's going to add themselves, add their name to the portal. So um, let's go, we'll go right into the, the basketball mailbag here because we have a couple of mailbag questions that are are basketball specific uh the first one comes from again these are uh screen names from allscoop.com subscribers uh the screen name is villanova fan 35 if the season started today would the team make the tournament I'm, i guess he's assuming as the, if the roster as is like currently constructed so yeah, if the season started today, no, they would not make the tournament because they have not had a chance to have a single practice with these guys. But <laughs> to what the question to what the question probably means literal about, Sam Cohn, L L Sam Cohn about with his, with his answer there. About the roster, do they make the tournament? That's a really good question. Uh I hate that I'm gonna give this answer. I genuinely have absolutely no idea because. I mean, Emmanuel Pomo could have come in last year and been this 6'10 rim protector that they wanted to be, a lockdown defender in the interior. So even if he ended up being the kind of guy that they were playing four on five offensively with, he, what, he, what they wanted him to be defensively would have been huge for them in the interior against you know, bigger teams like Houston, Cincinnati, whoever. We don't really have any idea what Temple's about to actually get in core. We can really only speculate. Um, if they end up landing Jamil, uh, we can really only speculate what he'd be able to give in year one. If they're able to land, uh, Max Edwards, who John, does, would he have to sit a year or did I make that up? No, that Max would not have to, you're thinking of the, the, the guy from that they recruited as a transfer out of Siena. Why am I Colby Rogers, Colby Rogers, who committed to Wichita state. So correct. Colby okay. Rogers, so, the guy that they had, uh, that, that, regardless of where he's going would have to sit out unless like I said unless Wichita State somehow pursues a waiver and says the yeah. corn <laughs> appeal to him um so right now I think we're really speaking in hypotheticals um because if this is what we do well able, in the mailbag that's we we, do, we were exactly. put in this position by Villanova fan 35 to speak in hypotheticals so here I'm we going are. to get to an I'm going to get to an answer at some point um, if they're able to land Max Edwards, who knows what he turn, what his role turns into in year one, whether he becomes a 
you know, the Ty Strickland-esque role from first couple games of the year where he's your fourth or fifth guard in the depth chart, but gives you 15 minutes of a spark plug and a good defender. We don't know that. Um, you know, if they're able to land RJ, RJ Louise, would he play at all? Would he craft a role at all? Is Heiser Miller your day one point guard as of now? Because anything can change. Um, with all that being said, uh, my line between them being a fringe tournament team and them being exactly the same as they were this past year, um, barring any health, uh, you know, any injuries, whatever, um, any health altercations, is do Heiser Miller, Dame, and Caleb work together? Mm-hmm. Because we've talked about a ton, do Jeremiah, Dame, and Caleb all work together? So now that Dame took that step up, has hit multiple game winners, knows he can be a 20, uh, you know, close to a 20 point per game guy. How did him and Caleb play next to each other? I think Heiser is a, a great fit to be the point guard there uh, among those two. So the question is, how do those two play together? Something we've talked about the last, you know, two, three years, whatever. Um, and then the other thing is uh, Zach Hicks. I, I think, you know, Ja probably takes a step forward. Heiser probably takes a step forward. Caleb's probably the same guy that, you know, if not better. Dame's probably the same guy, if not better. Zach Hicks grow as a defender. Does he become a, become a more consistent shooter? He was really good in the beginning, really good down the stretch. He had a major slump uh, in the middle where he went like one for 20 or something ridiculous like that. So does Zach Hicks take a step forward? Which I anticipate he will, but you know, what does Zach Hicks look like as something beyond a three-point shooter? Is he knocking down more and taking more 12-footers? Is he getting to the basket at all? Is he a better defender? All that's to say that's kind of the line for me between – them being the same uh, as they were this year or, or them being a tournament team is, is that the last thing being, do they round, do they, do they round out that front court? Do they have a front court piece they can consistently rely on? Dante. Well, um, instead of asking more questions, I'm just going to answer the one given. Um, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was too easy. That was too easy. No, no. Sam, Sam Be nice to answer. me, Dante. Sam took the answer. You guys were just I sitting four say. seats apart from each other and, and rejoicing <laughs> in, in a major life milestone. And then Dante just, just shanks. No, no, no. <laughs> See, Sam, Sam took my approach to most of these questions. That's usually the approach that I take. So I'm really just yelling at myself. Um, I'm, I'm going to say no, because the question is, do they make the tournament with the roster right now? And the roster right now, I don't think makes the tournament. Um, I'm not the basketball analyst that Sam is. He knows significantly more about the game than me. But I think if you're looking at this team, I mean, obviously they, they lost some guys in the transfer portal and they're going in. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just not that confident in some of the fits and some of the prototype players that you're bringing off the bench. Um, obviously, getting battle back is going to be huge, but. I don't know. This doesn't strike me as a tournament team, even if they add some of the pieces that we talked about, just generally speaking. Um, I, I think that, you know, I think you need a big step up from somebody like Jaleel White on the offensive end of the court. I think he's probably where you want him to be defensively. Um, but I don't think I think you're going to need more from him on offense, even getting battled back. Um, you know, Miller might take him a second to adjust being the starting point guard, even though he was in that role for a little bit last year. I think it's different when you know that you're the guy long-term, it's not just, you know, you're here for a couple of games and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't think they're a tournament team right now, um, but who knows? Maybe they add some more players and this roster looks a little bit more rounded out. Pomo was also pretty much non-existent last season because he dealt with a, a neck injury for a majority of the season. So he's also a big question mark, I think. Yeah. I'm going to say, so let's, I'm going to include, well, we can include uh, Korjankovic in the 
conversation because he has committed. And I'm going to include Jamil Reynolds in the on the roster, even though he's not technically there yet. Well, I'll, I'll answer within that context. The season start today, would the team make the tournament? I say yes, they will for a few reasons. Number one, they have to. I mean, they have to, they have to do it in year four. I mean, if, if wow. they don't, if they don't make the tournament next season, the upcoming season, I think it's then things are starting to enter disappointment territory. Um, yeah. I, again, I I've talked about this before. If you want to establish benchmarks, temple fans like to establish Villanova as a benchmark and that's, they have just not closed that gap in any way, shape or form. Even if Jay Wright is, is uh, you know, retiring, and Kyle Neptune's the coach. You don't, you know, they have two national, well, three national championships in their history, but two within the last, you know, five or six years. Your benchmark here is Houston. Calvin Sampson got them to the tournament in year four. The expectation should be the same for Temple next year. So I am going to make a professional slash reasonable reasonable assumption that, like Sam, like you alluded to, Caleb Battle gets better. Uh Heisier Miller gets better. Jaleel White gets better. Damian Dunn gets better. Um, and I, the, one of the missing pieces there is just the post presence. Now, again, if they can get some energy, some rebounding, some shot blocking, some just basically cleaning up around the rim from a guy like John coach, I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, post up and, and, uh, be a guy that you can work the ball through on every single possession. I don't know that that's his game, but if he is competent around the rim and he's athletic and he can, he can affect the game down there and if Jamil Reynolds can affect the game down there that's more than you were getting I, I don't know what they'll get out of Emmanuel Akpomo I think he has some skill I think he has some ability I think he was a little bit more hurt than we thought now again heading into this past season nobody thought that he was going to come in and average a double double he was seen as a developmental guy so now if I'm Emmanuel Akpomo I'm saying all right these guys are bringing in some some serious competition for me so maybe you get a little bit more out of him, but I just think that you have, you have to get better there. And I think if, if everybody makes the progression that you think that they can make, and I haven't even talked about, you know, Zach Hicks who can shoot the hell out of the ball. Um, he was a willing defender and he was a willing rebounder. And if you can get more out of Nick Jordan, I don't see a reason why they shouldn't be uh, a tournament team. And with that, Kyle Gauss has entered the waiting room. So now Kyle is going to join us and we'll just hit him we will hit him with that question right away. There's Kyle oh, yeah. wearing a backwards Sixers hat. Kyle, you've you've caught us answering the mailbag. John so. said, "John said, here's Kyle. We will hit him, and then pause to wait for Kyle's audio to connect, and then said, we will hit him. With we will the not mailbag. literally strike him. We won't. We won't <laughs> actually hit him. So, Kyle, we're, we're answering Villanova fan 35s." Uh, mailback question here if the season started today would the team make the tournament so we're doing this under the the understanding that we we believe that jameel reynolds will commit he hasn't officially committed yet but let's say jameel reynolds joins this roster and you add him to the mix of players that they have would temple make the tournament just so you know kyle the season does not actually start today they'll be able to Uh, practice together before the season starts man that would be bad (laughs) and hello Um, by the way Oh, hello. Uh, mm, no, mm. I, I think, I think they're still missing. Who's the, who's the guard off the bench is the question. Who's That's the tie when Ty Strickland was good and there was a scoring option off the bench. Who is that guy right now? Does it become Max Edwards from Kansas state? Um, 
Is it somebody else that I'm blanking on right now? Does that kick start right now? Even with those two, they have what nine scholarship players right now. Yeah. I, I mean, you do I've play. seen, I've seen a nine scholarship temple team before and it did not go well. It was a nine win team that Jimmy Fennedy uh, practiced in every game as a grad assistant. <laughs> you do make a, a good point because right now you don't have, I mean, I think they would have, they really don't have, they don't have a backup point guard. I think they would have to, yeah, they kind of do. I mean, like they they basically do. Like Jaleel White can be a backup. Well, that's point what I'm guard saying. Like, but let's say you start. Let's say, and again, this is all hypothetical. Let's say you start Caleb, Fabe, Caleb, who's not currently on the team. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's also a good point. He's yeah. declared for the draft with the option of returning based off the feedback he gets now. I don't know. Maybe he will get feedback over the next few weeks. It says, yeah, you can be a first round pick. Now that obviously gets really interesting um, if he doesn't come back. But if you assume that he's coming back, you have Caleb Battle, Heiser Miller, Jaleel White, Damian Dunn, and then whoever they might start at that fifth position, whether that is Korjankic, whether they start Nick Jordan, you know, whether, you know, if they, bringing Jamil Reynolds and, and he shed some weight. I put him in there as a potential starter in our podcast script and you just, you were just livid. I wasn't livid. Two, I just, two, two, I was three, livid. Five, I just seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 question marks in the, in our Google. I, I, I don't know if you know, but if, if you hold down a button on a keyboard, it just, it repeats that character. So it wasn't me going like question mark, question mark, question mark. Question. It was me holding it for half a second. Regardless of the uh, process, there are 12 question marks. I just view him as a developmental guy, despite the fact that he's played in this league. I don't think that core has come here from North Colorado to sit on the bench for a year. I think the expectation is that he has the inside track to start. Am I wrong? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a basketball coach. No, That's I just mean, what my gut tells me. So let's, let's assume like one of those guys maybe is that fifth starter. I do think like, yeah, I guess let's if if Fabe's off the floor, then I guess Jaleel White handling the ball, you know, doing the ball handling responsibilities there. And again, I mean, other guys could bring the ball up the floor, but I know they want Ja to be that kind of guy. But um, yeah, you don't have you don't have a Ty Strickland right now. And regardless of how up and down Ty was, I mean, he could give you some important minutes there. So um, I don't know. I had said, yes, I think they make it because I, you, I'm going to make uh, an assumption that everybody gets a year better and that they just need a little bit of help in the paint, but yeah, that could be wrong. Um, well, really quickly, when Kyle doesn't listen back to the first part of this pod, he would hypothetically laugh. He would, be, <laughs> he would hypothetically laugh um, when the first part of your aunt, the first half of your answer to that mailbag question was nearly identical to the answer I gave. So great minds. It's almost like I've sculpted you for three years, Sam. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyle brought me into this world. You can take me right out. <laughs> uh, but I think we're not talking enough about Nick Jordan, who took a huge step from year one to year two. Um, I He dropped off and fouled out a lot at the end of year two. And Nick's got a stand on the floor. <laughs> my question is, does he become the Jake Forrester question of can he stay on the floor and can he provide in those minutes that he's on the floor or does he both revert back to the earlier in the season that takes a step forward, Nick Jordan? Like, was that a, a fluke eight-game stretch period of time or is that the Nick Jordan that we're going to continue to see? You That's know, my big question because they're going to really – sorry, Kyle, really last thing – when they're going to start a different center against different teams. They did it this past year with yeah. Arashma started, Emmanuel Akpomo started. 
based on matchups, they're going to start a different big man. The other four are probably going to stay the same. They really like Nick Jordan when they go small ball lineup. So he'll probably see a good chunk of minutes in that kind of lineup. Um, the question becomes, so in the, in the question of like, who's your starting five, it's going to vary. It's probably going to be all of the guys that we mentioned, but predominantly I would say if Nick Jordan takes a step forward or plays like he was middle to early of last this past season, he definitely sees a good chunk of starts. And then, you know, we, we talked Kyle before you got on, we talked about Akpomo was a non-factor this year because he was injured for a good portion of the year. What does he look like? We have really don't have a great sample size or a great sense of his contribution. And then, you know, how does core take the step up in one in, you know, in the span of he has one season to do something here at Temple. Uh, how does he take the step from the Sun was the Sunbelt Conference, I think, to the to the American? And you know, if Jamil commits to Temple. Is Northern Colorado in the Sun Belt Conference? No, Big Sky, Big Sky. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, big Jesus sky, Christ. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, not, not you. Not you. I was wondering. I was like, are, is conference realignment so ridiculous now? No, they're in the, they're in the Big Sky. They're in the Big Very Sky. Very exasperated um, Kyle Gauss. <laughs> I was I was thinking I was the one that was out of touch. So it's all, so Core is taking a step <laughs> up to the American uh, from the Big Sky. How does he handle that transition? We've talked, you know, we talked about Kyle before we got on about Sage Tolbert making that transition up and you know wasn't I really what they were hoped hoping or expecting from him um so him to and I think if Jamil Reynolds comes in again we've we talked about this before about having some experience in the American at least mm-hmm. plays a is a is a plus in his in his um favor anyway Kyle go ahead yeah you're good uh two comments I had there was one was it's funny that uh one of the teams they typically had to bring out a bigger big man against they just took a center from like UCF is traditionally one of the teams that I got crap. You got who, like the big, like the burly guys got to start tonight and you just took that guy from UCF. So maybe that'll help. Uh, and then two, it's funny that once you kind of said it, I, I guess I agreed, but in my mind, if you had asked me, I wouldn't have categorized the reasons um, why Nick Jordan can't stay on the floor as the same reasons that Jake Forrester couldn't stay on the floor. Right. I think a lot of times Jake Forrester got, couldn't stay on the floor because he be, got exposed at times. I mean, he, especially on offense, they was, he was easy to kind of take away when they were going for, and his, he plateaued early in his career. So I think that also Nick's, got him in foul trouble. Sure. Sure. Being a, uh, being a, being a poor, def, poor interior defender got him in foul. That's kind of the connection I was going for, but I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, no, like I said, once you put, once you verbalized it, like it made sense to me, but in my mind, my gut wouldn't have categorized those as the same thing. I think Nick yeah, Jordan's but, ceiling is higher um, than sure. Jake Forrester's, yeah, which allows you to. His ability to rip jerseys is also. It's elite. It's an elite. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it was baseball, it's an 80 on the scouting, scouting scale. He's very good at it. Although I just saw that in the NBA like last week too, and I forget who it was, but somebody ripped that. I think it was during a Sixers game. Oh, it wanted, um, I wanted to, but I think it was. Oh, it was Scotty Barnes, wasn't it? When he got hurt, or somebody, oh, there or somebody the, on the Raptors, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, I thought it was Fred Van Vliet. Oh, it was that it sounds was right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever like, if you were covering a game and you just knew that you had mailed it in and thought you were, I know I already know that Kyle's just going to give a, a sarcastic answer and say he doesn't care. Well, but if you felt like you just had a really bad day in the press box. Would you just like take off your quarter zip and just rip it in half and be like, ah? Oh, first of all, you you keep my quarter zip out your mouth. It is, <laughs> it is a staple of of covering a temple. I typically game. also wear a quarter zip on covering a game. It's it's light, it's comfortable, can also keep you warm. You get you get two versions of John DeCarlo. One is Q zip John and two is like primark or old navy sweater john that he's rocking right now those are, <laughs> those, those are the johns 
It's a Banana Republic sweater. Oh, well, la dee da. <laughs> Somebody's in eye bonds. Yeah. You have anything well, else after that? Or? No. <laughs> no, that was it. Uh, to answer your question, uh, would I rip a quarter zip if I was frustrated in my performance? Um, no, I think uh, I'm too pragmatic. I think in my mind, I would immediately regret it. And uh, also, you, it, it'd be embarrassing in like a link press box, right? Because then you got to go down, you got to go down the elevator, you have to like try to not hold the elevator for somebody you don't like. You go down there, you go all the way down to press conference, you have a ripped shirt, you got to go through it's a whole ordeal. It becomes a to do. And I'm just too old and too tired at this point to put up with things like that. Never See, too Dante, high. Did you guys never ever, too, did you guys never ever, too high, never too low? You guys ever rip a jersey or like break a bat over you? Meg doesn't you? think I have emotions. She thinks I don't get high enough and don't get low enough when things happen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so fair. Pretty Kyle, pretty Jordan was, Kyle, Jordan was just born. Be more excited. Oh, I saw. I got a very, I got a, so I've told you this before. I had a photo. Um, We've taught Jordan to shake his booty where he like, he shakes, he puts his hands on the ground and he shakes his butt. It's like he's twerking. And I get, oh, I, uh, we got told today, like, oh, there's a photo from D- Jordan's dance party today. I was like, oh, God. I was like, are they going to show him twerking? But no, it's just him with a little balloon. He's oh, so happy. Oh, <laughs> a little oh, cheese I ball. Like body. Jordan makes me happy. I get highs and lows from that. <laughs> and I'm sure baby girl Good. gals will also give me highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Emotions. <laughs> Kyle, crazy, a weird man. thing. <laughs> Sam, Dante, nothing. Have you ever, did you ever lash out playing sports? Uh, I broke a bat. I broke a bat. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Not over my knee. Not over my knee. You were playing with a wooden bat league when you were like a kid? Um, I used a wooden bat for BP. And we were having a BP competition in uh, with like my friends. So like we went to a field ourselves and we got like very, very competitive because we were playing on like a smaller ball field. So we could try and hit like, you know, insane dingers. And I didn't mean to break it. Like it was not like an intentional break. I like swung and I lost on that swing. And then I turned around and I just like whacked it on the metal like bar that had like the, uh, you know, like the old school thing they put on for little kids. So when they hit a foul ball, it like goes straight up and it just comes right back down. Um, yeah. So I like turned around and I really didn't mean to break. I really wasn't that mad, but it was like very, a very competitive event. And I just turned around and whacked and it just broke right in half. So in gym class, a kid well, got really frustrated during pickup basketball and punched a cement wall and oh. was just broken hand out for like the rest of the year. Oh I think God. he actually had to go to like guidance counselor to talk about like his channeling of his anger and his aggression. Oh. Yikes. Dante Colonelli rage and menace to society in Bucks County. <laughs> I uh one time almost got a technical. Mm. Almost and then got you almost pulled yourself back. You see, you know what? That doesn't help the team. Exactly. <laughs> almost that... got teed up one time. We got like a little separated and it was fine. I move on with our lives. Met Mr. and Mrs. Cohn at graduation yes. this week. Just just tremendous people, lovely people. I like to think so. Tried to get some embarrassing stories out of them about Sam. They didn't give me much. They didn't give Other me than much. his his uh, I was gonna say mental. Wow, Other than <laughs> his medical conditions. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, we have one more mailbag question here on the basketball end of things before we uh, close things out with some uh, football updates here. Uh, the other mailbag question here from the screen name: What what to you? Aaron McKee just hired you as his new assistant coach. What would your recruiting pitch be to a recruit on why they should come to Temple? 
I can... let's, let's let's frame this real quick. What type of recruit is it? Hmm. I don't know. Is it a what... big? Is it a transfer? Is it a high school guard? What what to you? Set the scene for yourself, Kyle. Yeah, you you set. Who do you want to recruit? If I'm recruiting a guard to fill this role of like a Ty Strickland thing, I'm pointing at the last three years of film where I say I give my guards a lot of freedom, and we're definitely a guard oriented offense. And I have 25, 30 minutes a game, and probably 14 shots to go. Uh, Come get it. If I'm a big, I'm like, dear God, please, like, look at the baseline. Look at, we've had some terrible bigs here that have started a lot of games. You cannot do worse than some of this. Please come. <laughs> please come. <laughs> Temple's, Temple's transfers of bigs is just throwing darts at the board, and eventually you have to hope that one of them hits. So mm-hmm. spray and pray, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I would go back to something John said earlier uh, to the question, do they make the tournament this year? Um, and John said, yes, because they have to, I think, and this is sort of a broad brush of, you could this, you could apply this to a couple different places. Uh, when you're recruiting someone, I think you're bring, if you're bringing someone in, they temple is in a position where they either take a step forward to be a top three. I mean, they were what fourth in the conference to be a top three team in the conference fighting for an automatic bid or a legitimate chance to be a, tar- a bubble team to a tournament team. Uh, and you're recruiting someone to come in to be the difference maker to say, this is who we have. This is what they've shown. This is what they can do. If you come in and you compliment this and we give you minutes and we give you, you know, this is what your role looks like for X, Y, Z player filling in, you know, in this spot, you could be the difference maker. That would be, or, or, or this person left, like, you know, you're bringing a guard, maybe, Jeremiah Williams left. We have high Sierra Miller. We want you to come in and compete with him for those point guard minutes, because that's the difference between our backcourt. You know, if you're Temple, you know, I'm speaking from Temple's perspective, that's the difference between our backcourt being, uh, you know, getting better or getting worse. Dante, let me, we'll adapt this, change it up a bit for you for football. This is not what, what to use question, but uh, Stan Drayton just hired you as his new assistant coach. What, what assistant, what, what, what assistant coaching job would you want this is an easier question this is a much easier question um (laughs) assistant coaching job would i want i don't know i feel like i'd want to be like assistant to either like the d-line coach or the quarterbacks coach like those are the in dante's wildest dreams here he is an assistant to a position player (laughs) (laughs) dream big buddy (laughs) why not no because then you kind of work your way up like i don't know like you can't go on the road recruiting you don't rack up any marriott points uh, you <laughs> I don't know. No, but um, Dante's all about integrity with his answer. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can respect it. What I is your like, pitch to a recruit and why they should come to Temple? Yeah, you want to help us rebuild this thing? Like, you want to be the guy that turns it around, right? Like, that's that's really the only pitch that you can give them is like, you know, look, we're tearing this down. Like, we want you to be a really huge uh, piece of the puzzle here. You know, I can sell them on like, look, the last time Temple football was really good. The city rallied behind them. It was a big deal. Like, we want you to be a part of this. And we think that you can really help us get us there. So, I don't know. I think that's that's a way easier pitch than the basketball team. The basketball team is a tougher pitch right now for recruits specifically, I think. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you have a whiteboard? Yeah, I was do just going to say, as Dante, as you were answering the question, Sam looked over as if he was like sketching something out on a whiteboard. It looked like he was either writing something on a whiteboard or I erased something. Yeah, I have a whiteboard. I don't know how to tell you guys this, but I also have a whiteboard in the same spot that Sam does, right? Yeah, what? He's basically like 
don't don't want me with this. But like he no, thinks I'm that gonna, the way you, you did it, you looked like Steve Buscemi when he's crossing off a list in uh in Billy Madison <laughs> about who to kill. You're like <laughs> done. Like Dante's Dante's off the list now. He's good because he <laughs> gave the right answer. No, I didn't well, have a yeah. whiteboard when I was. 22 years old i can assure you that because I, I was living all in... my all my finals are up here i crossed them all out and i yeah. just forgot it to erase 2022 boys it's there, is a mil- there are a million digital use one note use anything you know, there's a million different ways to do this i have it in my phone too yeah i really when I, use it when i write it on like the a... whiteboard it automatically goes to my phone that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to pull one over on me <laughs> Sam, although like now out. like now when well, let me ask you this when you guys were in high school did you were there whiteboards or was it like the smart boards or whatever that they have now? smart boards we had i yeah, had chalkboards by high school we had smart boards they came in around middle school yeah. they started being slowly yeah. implemented and we had chalkboards and then they had the the sophistication of chalkboards where they had the thing where if you wrote once it would write like four times remember that john do you remember this <laughs> you see remember that john I there'd be like a board that. like you'd have like a little like rod i'm holding a wrench for whatever reason they have like a little rod and then you would also oh, have like four multiple pieces, pieces of chalk yes, so yes, then you could like yeah. you could write that i remember one. yes yeah. i thought you were talking about some sort of like early technological advancement I was gonna say. <laughs> that's what i thought he was saying too. no no chalk no. chalk's uh chalk's been around for a while yes chalk yes i uh, when i was in high school email was just starting to come around so that's where I was, so I don't know. Don't you raise your eyebrows at me, Dante? <laughs> no, I, I'm just like trying to imagine having to have like a like a conversation about like a missed assignment in person instead of over. Oh email. yeah, oh that, so many. I used to have to, I used to get my I used to get my sucks. assignment book signed every day because I was one of those kids that just didn't do homework for like three years. That's and they would like they'd make your parents sign it. Like you'd have to go, you had to get the teacher to sign it and be like, these are his assignments for today. And then you'd have to take that home and you'd get your parents to sign that they acknowledge that they know that you have these assignments. So it was technologically that would have been worse. Yeah, that for, sounds awful. for my educational career, because I would have just found a way to delete the correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> well. Nice what else did we talk there. about? Give me a give me a synopsis of what you guys talked about for the first thirty five minutes. Uh, well, mostly about what we believe will be like the imminent news that that uh, Temple feels like it's in pretty good shape with Jamil Reynolds, and that uh, we could expect a verbal commitment. Uh, from He's announcing him. today, regardless. We know that. He's announcing with three one three edits. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. So we expect that he will announce temple uh talked about the fact that they all they uh depending on how things go and a couple of people i've talked to they could be also in pretty good shape with max edwards from kansas state and uh, rj Lewis jr um of course like mentioned earlier before kyle hopped on rj Lewis was on the same official visit or was here at the same time here in philadelphia at the same time as jamil reynolds max edwards was in last week correct so, um, so we talked about that. You talked about on, graduation. Talked about yes. Looking at two college graduates here. I at the outset of the okay, pod, four I said, college oh, graduates. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, I made that mistake, <laughs> and at the outset, I said we have two college graduates on the pod. They looked at me as if to say, you're "Like I just slipped through the cracks, man. It was easier. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're in, you're good. Your degree only matters to get you in. After that, you just you take care of it." So, Kyle, do you have any? Do you have any memories from your from your college graduation or no uh, i didn't go to my college i went to my master's i walked for my master's but i was um 
one of the kids that had like I didn't you had to be what within nine credits or something to mm-hmm. gra- to walk in May, and I didn't graduate until August after my senior year, so oh, okay. it wasn't an option for me. Mm. Uh, but uh, to to answer your question, do I have any memories of it? Not particularly. I was a long time ago. Uh, I'm I'm proud of you both for you know accomplishing this. My my little my little men that could <laughs> my graduate little from boys <laughs> from boys to men, if you will. Oh. That's a better have one. come to the end of the road, we should say. That's a reference to a Boys to Men song, guys. That gotcha. Kyle got, but Sam and Dante didn't yet. Could not tell you. Yeah. You don't know a single Boys to Men song? Not a single one. Motown Philly? Never heard of it. You listen to too much Jack Harlow? I have never listened to a single Jack Harlow song willingly. Sam loves him. I mean, he has That's fine. I like I, Jack Harlow. I, I have, he has the number one song in the nation right now. <laughs> The yeah, fact that if I was him, I would have renegotiated my Al Cella thing. Because, like, look, you're probably paying me, like, 15 grand or whatever to be here for Al Cella because you booked me a year in advance. And now I have the number one song in the nation. Like, add a zero to this. Like, like there, was, there was no reason for an artist of his prominence to be at Al Cella. <laughs> he did meet Stan Drayton just before he went on stage. Saw that. He does have Justin Lynch's jersey. Yeah, <laughs> like we just can't we can't get rid of these quick enough. <laughs> Justin Lynch did absolutely nothing to deserve that. No, if anything, if anything he exceeded nice expectations, he started four or five games or whatever as yep. a true freshman. Yep. And won and a now, game. And now here we are mentioning him in the same sentence. Two games? Carlo. One game. He won a game. Yeah, I mean yeah. look, he got mentioned the same conversation as a as a, a very prominent artist in yep. 2022. Yep. Uh <laughs> Anyway, so let's move along here to, to football. Just a couple of... Uh, oh, I thought we were done. That's why I brought it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were just dwindling down the podcast. Well, just a couple of updates here because last week, of course, on last week's uh, podcast, we talked very heavily about the uh, about the NFL draft and talked to, to Fran Duff. We really enjoyed that episode. So um, Temple did add another transfer in Jakari Norwood from Illinois. I spent four years with the Fighting Illini, but he has two years of eligibility remaining um, uh, just taking some of this from what Dante wrote a few days ago is a former two scar, two star recruit, not a two scar recruit, <laughs> two star recruit, two ACLs. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, didn't play much at Illinois. Uh, just had 49 carries for 244 yards, but he did average five yards of carries, a former high school track standout. So he does bring some speed to a running back room that we really still don't know a ton about well what we do know about it is that somebody anybody really has to take the lead there i mean um you know there's darvon hubbard who could potentially take the lead there dante what do you think of this addition is this more just a, a depth guy until proven otherwise yeah probably i mean i think that this is kind of similar to what kyle said about the centers on the basketball team i mean i think they're really just throwing darts at the board here at running back and seeing if any of them stick um, you're bringing in that makes it what three power five transfers in that room now. Because oh, if if Twitter is to be believed, Iverson Clement is now a defensive back. Okay, yeah. well there you go. So Clement's out. So, but it is. I mean, they brought him in as a power five transfer at running back originally. So I mean, they're really. I mean, they're just throwing darts at that board to see what happens. Um, I look if Norwood is really really fast and he can be you know the lightning to Darvon Hubbard's thunder. I think that that's a decent duo. Um, but again, I don't know how much you rely on him to, to do that as a player who four years in Illinois is, I mean, look, I mean, 
you know, Illinois, they had Reggie Corbin for a couple of those years, but I mean, they had carries up for grabs and he really wasn't grabbing them there. Um, and again, I don't know what the intricate details of that is. Maybe he was a little bit banged up. Maybe he wasn't, or I, I don't know. I tried to find Illinois film didn't take. Um, so again, like Norwood, if he's fast and he can break off some big plays, maybe he's a good receiving back. I don't know. There's not much to glean from his production. That room is incredibly crowded, even if Iverson Clement is a defensive back now, which sure, why not? Um, we'll see what happens. Someone's got to emerge from this room. If not, we're going to get, you know, 65 yards a game from Ed Sadie again this year. I, I think that that's, you know, probably what ends up happening if nobody, you know, rears their head in the fall. Uh, the one addition that we didn't talk about a couple of weeks ago, again, that we didn't get too heavily into Temple football uh, last week uh, was the addition of Georgia Tech transfer Donicus Sanders. Um, so here's a guy who I think that they do have some reason to be excited about. He had 29 catches for 362 yards and three touchdowns last season, averaged 12 and a half yards per catch. Uh, he's dealt with some injuries, but he seems to be hitting his stride now. Um, Temple officially announced his arrival today. A guy that can, you know, get some yards after the catch, block out on the perimeter. Kyle, you talked to Kelly Quinlan about this guy, right? And he said that the, the consensus down there is that Temple got a pretty good player. Yeah, this is probably the opposite of Jakari Norwood in the sense that you're getting a pretty, like, you kind of know what to expect with uh, Donica Sanders. I mean, yeah, I talked to Kelly Quinlan, who is the publisher or editor, whatever it might be, of the uh, Georgia Tech site. And first of all, he's he's like, I love that kid. He's like, he's tough as nails. He's got great hands. He's overcome a lot. Uh, There's one drive where it was him against Duke, I think, in 2020, where he had back-to-back diving catches on the game-winning drive, including the touchdown. Like, he's produced in some big moments. And he joins a room that we've talked about this kind of ad nauseum, that there's going to be plenty of snaps to go around. I mean, they're, they're still kind of looking for that guy. Um, where now you've added another variable into a room that had, you know, Ahmad Anderson, and Jose Barbon, and another Georgia Tech transfer, and Azir Burnett, and De- De- Devon Fox, that look, of these like five, six guys, three or four of you are going to play a pretty significant role in this team. And I think Adonica Sanders has one of those four roles locked mm-hmm. down. I think what what is nice about Sanders, too, is he's a very different body type and player to what they already have. I don't think you have to change the roles of anybody to accommodate him, uh, which I think could help as well. And I mean, I agree with Kyle. I think just he honestly might be the best receiver in that room, just like natural talent wise. Um, So I, I, I think it's a really good pickup for them, for sure. Yeah. And again, since we talked to you last week. Uh, not that there's anything shocking about this. Ronnie Stevenson has hit the transfer portal, a guy that they recruited a few years ago out of Montour High School. And, uh, you know, the, the, the physical traits look good, but Ronnie just never really uh, put it together. You know, saw, played mostly on special teams. Um, so you add him to a list that includes Chauncey Moore, Kyle Dobbins, Garrett Williams, Matt Duncan, Audley Isaacs, uh, Tyreek Young, maybe Andrew Garlo. Maybe a bit of a was it Trent Betty that almost got Ronnie Stevenson killed? Uh, was that the one where it's like he just like threw it and he just gets blown up right away, and that's when he got injured? That was like, two seasons ago, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Okay, I think so. I vaguely I, remember that. I think of the people that had left in wave two of transfers, like the following springs, Andrew Garrow is the only quote unquote surprise. Every other person, I think you could have called six weeks ago. I mean, like this guy, this guy's going to leave. Yeah. And I mean, I, who knows there? I mean, Garrow was a pretty good high school player. His brother was good. Um, 
seemed to be some some hope there, but we have no idea what the new staff thought of him. Maybe he just didn't have a good spring. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's a kid who he committed to a different staff, to a different yeah. position coach, and, yeah, maybe he didn't vibe with them. They didn't vibe with him. Like, yeah. Dante did use – before you logged on here, Dante used the word vibe and vibing this up because he said, I don't know what to do with myself right now. Because vibes only. Yep. Oh, because Dante's just like floating right now. Like he's not, he doesn't know what's going on. Gonna get our, I our, don't. He's going to get a dot. Dante's going to be too talented to, to not have a job eventually. But he said right now he's just, you know. Real quick, not to go too far off. And his head might get a little big about this. Because I was actually talking about Sam's career and life uh, with a mutual friend of ours. And I said, in my mind, I, yes, you, this Sam, Boston Sam. I, in my mind, you are, you were always going to stay in Philly. Like that always, I just assumed you were going to stay in Philly. And I was talking to our buddy and I said, I guess in hindsight, that was not a guarantee. Like he's not from sure here. Not. If anything, like he could have gotten a job anywhere else or gone anything else. But in my mind, I, I always knew you were going to stay. What do you see for Dante? Do you see him sticking around here? Do you see him like Dante's going to pull our Dante's going to pull a vendor where he's going to like, and he has more of a connection there. Whereas you're going to start seeing that he spends more and more weekends in Miami and you're like, Oh crap. <laughs> is he going to move down to Miami? Let's find out. Wow. Dante just lost 15 pounds and looks shredded. I wonder why he keeps spending time in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Hollywood Dante becomes, what is it? You're saying there's a glare on your. Yeah, phone. we can't. He just committed. So, oh, oh, we told you it was imminent. Wait. Jamil Reynolds just <laughs> he, committed. Sam already had the tweet just lined up. <laughs> Jamil Reynolds has indeed committed to Temple. And Sam and Dante are college graduates. What a nice way to just tie a little bow on the end of the podcast here. Any closing yeah, thoughts? Any 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 recently found wisdom that you guys have, have come across in the last couple of days since receiving your diplomas? Sam likes champagne. Is that you discovered alcohol, Sam? This is, this, is a bottle, <laughs> this is a bottle. This is a bottle of champagne that I've not opened yet. I'll tell you what. I went to Wing Wednesday at Pub Web after graduation. That oh, that was wow. some wisdom. That was some wisdom. That there was pretty go. good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It, a trick. It real quick. The summer after you graduate, if you're still on campus, is just like a fantastic time to like still be like, oh, I have like a real job, but then you still have the ability to kind of just like treat your body like a dumpster. Um, <laughs> and whenever there's Wednesdays and there's white girl Wednesday of the draft horse, which is now gone, it was always more beneficial sometimes to go to Maxi's because they would have the same deals, but now like whatever, it wouldn't be as popular. Now the draft horse is gone and Maxi's might be more popular. You got to just keep finding your way to the, the secondary and the tertiary locations because they want to compete and they're willing to, to help you. I do but, like pub web more than I like Maxi's. I pub web used to be half the size that it is now yeah they got a nice little they got a nice little outdoor patio now it's nice dr wingard was in uh, the horse recently and he has teased some plans the rumor i've heard for a year was chickies and pete's but i don't know if that's actually valid so there needs to be something it can't be anything else yeah like they should they should have uh add people post their favorite draft horse memories i would have had a few (laughs) (laughs) on the record Record or off the record? I think I've told all these before. My my wife used to uh, wait for bartenders to go down to the other side, and she'd stick her thing under and just like reverse yep. tap it. The guy yeah. came over and broke the tap. We used to steal Joe Camel cigarette signs from the bathrooms. It was it was a, a, a den of debauchery, and I miss it dearly. <laughs> That's awesome. 
draft doors didn't exist when I was in college, but you know, again, a lot were, of things. Were there, there were the bars at Temple back then? There was so where Maxie's is used to be called oh what the hell was it salad alley and i can't remember if you got turned up at salad alley last night (laughs) (laughs) um oh god i think that was about it um no you'd have to just go to go to like kellyanne's or one of the places in fairmount to go it was always funny like when you would do like tours they like they would be like we're a dry campus as they walked you past maxi's yeah, but there's like there's no alcohol on this campus. Like, there's Maxi's with like. Do you know about Maxi's best promotional idea ever of this past month? No, but we're really veering off topic now. But here we are closing things out. Go ahead, Sam. This is a great way to close it. Um, yeah. I'm going to preface this by saying I did not, I I did not, and would not have been able to participate in this. But they did a 30 day challenge where you have to go to Maxi's for 30 straight days minus Easter because they were closed on Easter Sunday, but 30 days of maxis for seniors um, for the month of April um, leading up to like right before graduation. And you get a t-shirt and you're in the picture of the first class of the maxis 30 day challenge. That's it. That's a terrible pride. I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were going to tell me if you did this in April, like you like drank for free in May. And I'm no. like, Oh yeah. Like that would be a great deal. And like, I would crush that. We used no. to go to Maxi's in between classes. Like, okay, like, I'm studying for this. Yeah, that's T-shirt terrible. and a photo. All you have to do is buy something, like anything. You don't have to even get mm, crazy. I could, I could market for these people. Makes the money. <laughs> Bogo beers. <laughs> that's our first thing at Kyle's House of Brews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, congratulations once again to Dante Colinelli and Sam Cohen. Graduated from uh, well, we got a, our third Aaron McKee tweet of the day. He's active. Yep. A lot happening right now. I guess we'll have more to talk about next week. Maybe some more recruiting news in both the football and basketball worlds. And uh, thanks for mailbag questions. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>